Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 4. Beginning in verse 1, we read, Again he began to teach by the seaside. A great multitude was gathered to him, so that he entered into a boat in the sea and sat down. All the multitude were on the land by the sea. He taught them many things in parables and told them in his teaching. Now a great multitude had again gathered to be with Jesus. Thus, the boat was brought forth to serve as our Lord's podium. No doubt there were some in the crowd that day, if it's like it is today, who disapproved of our Lord's church. There are those in every crowd, I guess. Jesus herein began to teach the people with the use of parables. Parable is said to be a rhetorical device to explain truth, quote-unquote. When asked later why he taught using such methods, Jesus answered that it was a method in which to convey a truth to those who are seeking the truth, those who embraced his teaching, those whose hearts were closed, however, would of course leave confused. Jesus was reaching out for those who were truly hungry, while evading those who were looking for the bread king to feed their earthly needs and for those simply seeking fodder for their personal attacks against him. Verse 3 says, Behold, the farmer went out to sow. Now Jesus began this parable with verbal pictures suitable for the agricultural area in which he was preaching. He seemed to always speak in terms that could be understood by those in attendance. He knew that unless the listener could relate to the teaching, it would have no context and therefore no personal meaning and application. Jesus begins with the word, listen. He called the people to listen up, to listen close. He moved on next to the farmer, the sower in the story. Now this role is in reality played out by God the Father, and yet is even manifested in His Son Jesus, His pastors, and even each one of us that are His believers. For those who sow the seed of the Word, we have a responsibility to not only what we sow, but how we sow. Jesus called us to go out, and take the word of God unto the people. John 20, 21 says, As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. We are called to sow plentiful. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, Remember this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. We are called to sow passionately. Psalms 126 verse 6 says, He who goes out weeping, carrying seed for sowing, will certainly come back again with joy, carrying his sheaves. We are called to 
so patiently. Galatians 6.9 tells us, Let's not be weary in doing good, for we will reap in due season if we don't give up. Going on in verse 4, we read, And as he sowed, some seed fell by the road, and the birds came and devoured it. Now, some of this seed, as always, will invariably fall on the wayside. The wayside are those areas off the beaten path, the places that are unplowed and that are packed hard. No matter how much seed is thrown on this ground, it will not take root. However, it is the same seed that takes root elsewhere. I mean, it is good seed, but it is the soil that makes a difference here. The picture is clear. Lest the ground of our lives be humbled and broken before him, the seed of the word will never take root in our hearts. It will simply fall to the ground and be eaten by the fowls of the air. The scripture paints these fowls, these birds throughout the Bible as evil influence or a demonic influence. Verse 5 of our text says, Others fell on the rocky ground where it had little soil, and immediately it sprung up because it had no depth of soil. When the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Now some of the seed fell on stony ground, and on the stony ground it had little soil, or it had a little soil, but it had really no depth. So when the seed found that soil, it began to grow as it was naturally inclined to do, but because the soil had no depth, the roots of that young growth were shallow. Thus, when the sun came out, the plant withered and finally died. Why? Because of the heat created by trial and difficulty? Well, not ultimately, for the heat of the sun was blazing down on all of the plants. In the end, it was the lack of root. Because of the lack of roots, there was not enough depth to sustain this plant through the times of trial. Verse 7 says, Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Now some of this seed found its way among the thorns. So apparently herein the soil was fine. However, it was riddled with the thorns of the world, the trappings of this life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, Scripture tells us. So many of us desire to create a heart soil that is receptive to the Word, but the trappings of the earthly pursuits continually to strangle the life out of the Word as it attempts to grow inside of us. So unless we rid the ground of those thorns, the soil will never find a life of endurance and growth. Thorns will always exist, but they don't need to find room to thrive in our hearts. Verse 8 says, Others fell of the good ground, and it yielded fruit, growing up and increasing. Some produced thirty times, some sixty times, and some... 100 times as much. And he said, Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. 
So out of these four soils, the seed found good ground only once. That is 25%. And experience tells me that that is a pretty accurate picture. In that one soil, there was not only growth and maturity, but actual reproduction. For the word grew in the broken and the rich soil, and those plants bore a crop some 30, some 60, and some a hundredfold. Now note that Jesus delivered this message to everyone who was present. But only those who were and are willing to actually hear his words will receive the benefit of his sowing. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.